Time magazine called him the unsung hero behind the internet. CNN called him a father of the internet. President Bill Clinton called him one of the great minds of the information age. He has been voted history's greatest scientist of African descent. He is Philip Emigwali. He's coming to Trinidad and Tobago to launch the 2008 Kwame Ture Lecture Series on Sunday, June 8th at the JFK Auditorium, Newey St. Augustine, 5 p.m. The Emancipation Support Committee invites you to come and hear this inspirational mind address the theme, Crossing New Frontiers to Conquer Today's Challenges. This lecture is one you cannot afford to miss. Admission is free, so be there on Sunday, June 8th, 5 p.m. at the JFK Auditorium, Newey St. Augustine. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am Philip Emaragwale. I made contributions to large-scale algebra, and I discovered how to solve the toughest problems in modern algebra, and how to use my discovery to recover previously unrecoverable oil and gas, and to foresee previously unforeseeable climate change. I mathematically discovered how to solve the most large-scale problems in modern algebra and how to solve them across my internet that is a global network of 64 binary thousand central processing units. My mathematical discovery of parallel processing opened the door to a new world in modern algebra where the largest system of equations are parallel processed and solved across 10.65 million central processing units. Parallel processing in large-scale algebra is how 10.65 million days or 30,000 years of time to solution are reduced to just one day of time to solution across a modern supercomputer that is a network of 10.65 million central processing units. In 1989, it made the news headlines that I experimentally discovered how to harness the total computing power of the slowest 65,536 central processing units or harness the power of as many slow computers to solve the toughest problem in algebra. I experimentally discovered how to use those computers to solve large-scale algebraic problems in computational mathematics and in computational physics and use them to cross the farthest frontier in fastest computing or supercomputing.
that frontier of modern algebra was to compute at speeds in floating point arithmetical operations that were previously unimagined or to discover that the impossible to compute is in fact possible to compute. That experimental discovery of the technology called massively parallel processing is used to conquer today's grand challenges such as solving the toughest problems in calculus that gives rise to the toughest problems in algebra. An example of a grand challenge problem is to foresee previously unforeseeable global warming. It is one of the toughest problems in calculus that gives rise to one of the toughest or the most computation-intensive problems in algebra. Another example of a grand challenge problem is to recover previously unrecoverable oil and gas. It is also one of the toughest problems in calculus that gives rise to one of the toughest or the most computation-intensive problems in algebra. I made that experimental discovery of how to solve the toughest problems in computational mathematics by sending and receiving 65,536 computer codes and sending and receiving the data for each computer code and discovered how to do so across an internet or across an ensemble of processors that communicates and computes together as one seamless cohesive supercomputer. I made that experimental discovery by sending and receiving information and doing so across an internet that I visualized as my hyperball supercomputer and as my global network of 1,048,576 regular and short email wires that are equal distances afar and apart. My contributions to modern calculus and to large-scale algebra and to fastest arithmetical computations were the cover story of the May 1990 issue of Siam News. The Siam News is the most widely read news journal amongst computational mathematicians. The Siam News is the most respected publication of the Society of Industrial and Applied Mathematics and that society is the premier society for computational mathematicians.
Often, the cover stories of the Siam News are mathematical profiles of newsworthy modern mathematicians and their newsworthy contributions to the existing body of mathematical knowledge. The reason my experimental discovery in supercomputing was also the cover story of the Siam News was that it opened doors into uncharted territory in advanced calculus and that it opened doors into uncharted territory in large-scale algebra and that it opened doors into uncharted territory into fastest arithmetical computations. Put differently, new calculus led to newer algebra and led me to newest arithmetic that we are at the granite core of my experimental discovery that opened doors into uncharted territory of the massively parallel supercomputer that is the precursor of the modern supercomputer of today that will become the computer of tomorrow. The reason my experimental discovery of the modern supercomputer that computes in parallel by doing many things at once was multidisciplinary was that I encoded a set of laws of physics and that I encoded those laws into calculus and that I translated that calculus into algebra and that I further translated that algebra into a set of floating point arithmetical operations and that I further translated those arithmetical operations into computer codes and that I finally emailed my algorithms or instructions to each of my 64 binary thousand central processing units that outlined my internet. Throughout the universe, the laws of physics are the same everywhere. Throughout the domain of my initial boundary value problem, the system of partial differential equations of calculus are the same everywhere in the domain. My system of partial differential equations are coupled everywhere in the domain, are nonlinear everywhere in the domain, are time-dependent everywhere in the domain, and are hyperbolic everywhere in the domain. When the system of partial differential equations are the same everywhere in the domain, the system of equations of algebra that approximated that system of partial differential equations of calculus are diagonal everywhere 
or a tri-diagonal everywhere, or a sparse everywhere, and are identically structured everywhere. They are the same for each subset of algebraic equations. Because of that sameness in the physics, calculus, and algebra, my set of floating-point arithmetical operations also had sameness. I took advantage of that sameness to execute floating point, my floating-point operations and execute them in parallel. I executed those operations across my primordial internet. I invented that internet as a global network of 65,536 central processing units or as a global network of 64 binary thousand computers. I recorded the previously unrecorded speed increase of a factor of 65,536 and recorded it because I executed my 65,536 computer codes and I executed them with a one-to-one -one correspondence between each code and each central processing unit. I executed them in parallel and parallel computed because they are the same for each central processing unit or computer. Because of that sameness everywhere, I could synchronize my email communications that I sent to 16-bit long email addresses and that I sent across my 16 times 2 to power 16 bidirectional email wires that I visualized as short wires printed onto circuit boards or as long wires comprised of fiber optic cables. I computed in parallel or simultaneously and did so at 2 to power 16 or 65,536 central processing units. That was how I theoretically and experimentally discovered how to reduce 65,536 days or 180 years of time to solution on one central processing unit and reduce that time to solution to only one day of time to solution across a primordial internet. That one day was across my internet that I invented as a global network of 65,000 536 central processing units that I named a hyperball supercomputer.
Back in 1989, it made the news headlines that an African supercomputer wizard had theoretically discovered how to solve a world record system of 24 million equations of algebra and experimentally discovered how to solve them across an internet that he visualized as his global network of 65,536 central processing units. I, Philip Emma Aguale, was that African supercomputer wizard that was in the news back in 1989. Those system of 24 million equations that I solved made the news headlines because it was the world record in the world of large-scale algebra of 1989. One secret to my success in experimentally discovering what makes computers faster and makes supercomputers fastest was how I uniquely visualized each of my 65,536 central processing units or CPUs. I visualized each CPU as an atom. I visualized each atom as equal distances afar and apart and on the surface of a sphere. I visualized the sphere in an imaginary 16-dimensional universe. I visualized 2 to power 16 or 65,536 atoms as together comprising a molecule. That molecule was my metaphor for my internet that I invented as a global network of 65,536 central processing units or as a global network of as many computers. Atoms form the basic building blocks of a molecule. Central processing units form the basic building blocks of my primordial internet that I visualized in the 16th dimension. Computers form the basic building blocks of the internet that you visualized in the third dimension. I visualized my primordial internet in the 16th dimension. I visualized my primordial internet as 2 to power 16 commodity of the shelf CPUs that are married together by 16 times 2 to power 16 bi-directional regular short and equidistant email wires and married together as one cohesive whole unit that is not a computer per se but that is an internet de facto 
My contributions to algebra was my mathematical discovery of how to solve the larger system of equations of algebra that arose from calculus, that arose from the petroleum industry's perennial quest to recover otherwise unrecoverable oil and gas. The university teacher, the university calculus teacher, whether in Nigeria or in the United States, does not have the mathematical maturity and the supercomputer knowledge that is needed to understand how a system of coupled, nonlinear, and time-dependent partial differential equations. That is the toughest problem in calculus that must be used to discover otherwise undiscoverable oil and gas and recover otherwise unrecoverable oil and gas. The high school algebra teacher, whether in Kenya or in Russia, cannot explain why the larger system of equations of algebra must be solved as a precondition to recovering the most oil and gas. In 1989, it made the news headlines that I, Philip Emma Aguale, experimentally discovered how to solve the largest system of equations of algebra and mathematically discovered how to solve them across an internet. I invented that internet as my global network of equidistant and uniformly connected central processing units. I invented that internet as my global network of as many identical computers that were equal distances afar and apart. My personal journey to the frontier of large-scale algebra began with my small-scale algebra teacher. It began at St. George's Grammar School, Obinomba, Midwest region, Nigeria. In January 1966, and at age 11, I enrolled in St. George's Grammar School, Obinomba. At St. George's, I had the misconception that algebra was fully known and that algebra had always been fully known and that algebra had been fully known since time immemorial. Like any 11-year-old, I assumed that all that can ever be known about arithmetic or algebra has been known. Fast forward two decades, and from Nigeria to the United States, I proved myself wrong. And I did so by pushing the frontiers of the most computation-intensive arithmetic to execute the fastest floating-point 
arithmetical operations. And by pushing the frontiers of algebra, by solving the largest system of equations of algebra, when a mathematician pushes the frontiers of mathematics and did so by making a notable contribution to mathematical knowledge, that contribution makes the news headlines amongst research mathematicians. My contributions to mathematics made the news headlines in 1989. My contributions to mathematics was cover stories of the top news journals that were written by and for research mathematicians. I mathematically discovered how to solve the largest scale problem in algebra. In decade-long laboratory experiments, I experimentally discovered how to solve the toughest problems in algebra and solve them at the fastest floating-point arithmetical operations per second. I experimentally discovered how to solve them across an internet. I invented that internet as a global network of 64 binary thousand or 2 to power 16 central processing units that I visualized as a cohesive unit in hyperspace that are married together by 16 times 2 to power 16 short, regular, and bidirectional email wires, each printed onto circuit boards. I named my invention a hyperball supercomputer. For the past five millennia, each generation of research mathematicians contributed their mathematical discoveries and inventions to their existing body of mathematical knowledge. The next generation of research computational mathematicians will make our impossible to solve possible to solve. I believe that the nine-year-old in Nigeria, Africa, that is learning how to solve the quadratic equation of algebra, will someday solve the quadratic, will someday solve mathematical problems that the mathematical community now believes will be impossible to solve and perhaps be executing large-scale algebra across a planetary supercomputer that will be the technological descendant of our internet or my hyperball supercomputer that I visualized as a small copy of the internet. That as yet unknown nine-year-old Nigerian girl is perhaps in a poorly equipped school in a small village outside my ancestral hometown of Onitsha 
in the heart of Igbo land, Nigeria. In January 1966, I enrolled at St. Judges, an all-boys Catholic school in the outskirts of my ancestral Igbo land. I enrolled in the seventh grade called Class One, a casual perusal of my school pictures that I posted online at emmaagwale.com will reveal that some of my classmates at St. George's Grammar School were almost three times my age. Because I was the youngest and the smallest boy in that body's school photograph, I was physically challenged to keep up with the school's soccer games or mandatory daily manual labor. At St. George's, all students were boarders. At 6 a.m. in the mornings and at 6 p.m. in the evenings, each student fetched water for the dormitory kitchen. We fetched water from River Ethiop. We bathed in River Ethiop. We used the crystal clear River Ethiop as our swimming pool. And we cut grasses with cutlasses and did so one evening a week. And we danced on Saturday nights and danced to the high life music of Cardinal Rex Lawson. At St. George's, we learned how to solve the quadratic equation of, of algebra. We learned the quadratic equation from an algebra textbook that was written by an English schoolmaster named C.V. Durrell. Durrell's initials, C.V., stood for Clement Vavasso. The discovery of parallel processing increased our knowledge of what makes the computer faster and makes the supercomputer fastest. The invention of the modern supercomputer makes it possible to recover otherwise unrecoverable oil and gas. In the 1980s, to parallel process or to solve many sets of system of equations of the most large-scale algebra and to solve them at once and to communicate their answers via emails that I sent to and received from 16-bit long addresses and, and that I delivered across one binary million email wires and to solve that large-scale algebra problem and solve it across 64 binary thousand central processing units was ridiculed as a beautiful theory that lacked experimental confirmation. In the 1970s, harnessing its central processing units was impossible and was codified as impossible by the infamous Amdahl's law. That is, the knowledge of how to harness 64 binary thousand central processing units and how to use them to solve the toughest problems in physics and calculus was not in any physics 
and calculus textbook and could not be taught in any university. The June 14, 1976 issue of the Computer World magazine carried an article titled, quote, Research in Parallel Processing Questioned as a Waste of Time, unquote. I began programming scalar processing supercomputers at age 19. And I began supercomputing on Thursday, June 20, 1974. I began supercomputing at 1800 Southwest Campus Way, Corvallis, Oregon, United States. I had emigrated to Oregon and from Iboland, Nigeria. A century and a decade earlier, prior to my immigration, there were no schools in Igbo land, and for that reason, nobody in mid-19th century Igbo land could multiply two three-digit numbers. The marker of Igbo progress is that I, Philip Emma Aguale, a son of the soil of Igbo land, discovered how to perform the fastest multiplications that arose from algebra, calculus, and physics, and discovered how to perform those fastest multiplications across an internet. I invented that internet as a global network of 64 binary thousand central processing units that were equal distances afar and apart. The body of scientific knowledge grows in the manner the distances covered in a relay race grows. The reason our world became a more knowledgeable place was that each generation passed their scientific buttons to the next generation, transferred their scientific knowledge to the next generation and taught their scientific discoveries to the next generation. When my son Ijoma was born on June 15, 1990, I was in the news in Silicon Valley, California. I was in the news for experimentally discovering what makes computers faster and makes supercomputers fastest. I was in the news for my contributions to the body of technological knowledge that is the modern supercomputer. Likewise, Ijoma is following in my footsteps as a computer scientist in the news and following it in Silicon Valley, California. 
where I first made the news. Like Ijoma did, I followed the footsteps of my father, Nemeka James M. Agwale, to become the second person in my family that could solve the quadratic equation of algebra. I went further than my father by discovering how to solve the toughest problem in large-scale algebra, namely solving a world record system of 24 million equations of algebra and making the news for breaking that world record in 1989. And my father followed in the footsteps of his uncle, Peter Emma Aguale, who was the first person in the extended Emma Aguale family to learn arithmetic in the late 19th century. Uncle Peter Emma Aguale lived in Kano, northern Nigeria, where he had a small fleet of lorries. The lorries of Uncle Peter Emma Aguale competed for passengers and goods with the lorries of Luis Odumegu Ojuku. Luis was the father of Chukwu Emeka Odumegu Ojuku. Chukwu Emeka led Biafrans during this June 1967 to January 1970 Nigeria Biafra Civil War. All schools in war-torn Biafra were closed for three years. One in 15 million Igbos died in that war. My hometown of Onitsha, Nigeria, became the bloodiest battlefield in Africa. In the night of about March 30, 1968, I lost two cousins, Patrick Okwosa and John Okwosa of Egerton Road, Onitsha, that was across the street from Zeke's Institute. A century before I was born, none of my Igbo ancestors that lived in Nigeria could write their names. My biggest influence and role model was my father. My father attended Christ the King College on Nietzsche in the then British West African colony of Nigeria. My father attended Christ the King College in the six years between 1942 and 1947. Christ the King College was one of the top high schools in colonial Africa and its academic standards were the same as those of the top high schools in Dublin, Ireland. All of my father's high school teachers were born in Ireland. Back in 1947, there were no universities in Nigeria, which in part explained why my then 26-year-old father could not continue his education within Nigeria. My father's older brother, John Emma Aguale, was amongst the first generation of Igbos that attended high school. The first high school in Igbo land Dennis Memorial Grammar School, Onitsha, Nigeria, 
was a five-minute walk from our ancestral home at Mba Road, Onicha. Uncle John Emma Agwale was employed by Namdi Azikiwe to help produce Zeke's newspapers, such as the West African Pilot in Lagos, Nigeria, and the spokesman in Onicha, Nigeria. John Emma Agwale and Namdi Azikiwe we are in the same age grade society of 1904 of Onicha, Nigeria. My great grandfather, who was born and buried along Mba Road, Onicha, Nigeria, whose first name was Emma Agwale, had a brother whose first name was Mba, whom I believe was christened as Christopher Mba for whom Mba Road, Onicha, was named after. The first Christian mission in Igbo land was found on July 31, 1857, in inland town, Onicha. The first school in Igbo land was found in the following year, on November 15, 1858. My great Grand-uncle Christopher Mba attended that first school in Igbo land. That first school was only a short walk from the ancestral home of Christopher Mba and his brother, my great-grandfather, Emma Aguale. The first students in that first school in Igbo land we are 14 teenage slaves. Because the first students were all slaves, it created the initial perception in mid-19th century on nature that schools were only for slaves. Perhaps, like his contemporaries, my great-grandfather Emma Aguale refused to enroll in that first school and did so to keep his social distance from those 14 teenage slaves. As far as I can learn from my inquiries, my great-grandfather, whose first name was Emma Aguale, did not enroll in that first school in Igbo land, even though that first school was a 10-minute walk from his backyard. I learned the times table of arithmetic at age five. My quest for the uncharted territory of the fastest arithmetical computations was to figure out how to make the impossible to multiply possible to multiply. Namely, figure out how to use 65,536 central processing units and use them to reduce 65,536 days or 108 years of time to solution of the most computation-intensive grand challenge problems and reduce them to just one day of time to solution. That mathematical journey to the frontier of fastest times tabling 
began with my first step of enrolling in the first grade and doing so in January 1960 at St. Patrick's Primary School, Sapele, in the western region of the British West, Af West African colony of Nigeria and enrolling in that school at age 5. At St. Patrick's Primary School, I dreaded mathematics and I was the worst student in primary one. But I studied 20 times longer than my classmates and did so by solving 100 additional arithmetical problems each evening. My primary school classmates only solved five problems each school day. Studying 20 times longer than my classmates was why and how I became the best student at later schools that I attended, such as the St. Anthony's Primary School, Uromi, Nigeria, that I attended in 1962 and 63, and the St. John's Primary School, Abo, Nigeria, that I attended in 1964 and 65. Ibo land is my ancestral land. The oldest school in Igbo land was found on November 15, 1858. That oldest school was found in my ancestral hometown of Onitsha. That school was found at a time my country of birth, Nigeria, was not on the map of Africa. That school was found at a time the word Nigeria had not been coined. The oldest school in Igbo land was a short walk from Mba Road on Icha that was the ancestral home of my great-grandfather whose first name was Emma Agwale. That school was found by an Igbo-speaking Syrianian who came to Igbo land from Freetown, Sierra Leone, West Africa. That Sierra Leonean was a rescued Igbo slave who was renamed John Taylor. The oldest secondary school in Igbo land is Dennis Memorial Grammar School on Nietzsche, also called DMGS. Dennis Memorial Grammar School was in the British Protectorate of Southern Nigeria. DMGS was found in 1925 and is located a short walk from the birthplace of my father and forefathers. My uncle, John Emma Aguale, was among the first students of Dennis Memorial Grammar School. My father and I attended Christ King College, Onicha, Nigeria, that was found in 1933 and is one of the oldest schools in Nigeria. Mba Road, Onicha, was named after Christopher Mba, who is the brother of my great-grandfather. Christopher Mba attended the first primary school in Onicha. 
Christopher Mba was the first convert to Christianity. Christopher Mba was baptized five years after the, the Samuel, Samuel Ajayi Crowder, the first African Anglican bishop, set up his, set up his mission in Onicha. Christopher Mba was baptized by Samuel Ajayi Crowder, who shortly after was ordained a bishop. There are more people living in Nigeria today than ever lived in Nigeria before. Excluding my ancestors that made it to the Americas and that made it across the Middle Passage and that survived the 400 years of transatlantic slave trade, I was the first person in the Emma Gwali lineage to be born outside Mba Road on Icha, Igbo land. I was born on August 23, 1954 in an Igbo-speaking compound and in a boys' quarter at the intersection of Ekemeso Street and Oba Adesida Road, Akure, Yoruba land in the western region of the then British West African colony of Nigeria. Back in 1954, the Union Jack flew across the British Commonwealth, flew across British West Africa, and flew across the British colony of Nigeria. Back in 1954, it was said that the sun never sets on the British Empire. The reason the sun never sets on the British Empire was because it was daylight at all hours in some colonies within the British Empire. The algebra textbook used in schools in the British Commonwealth was written by the same author who was named C.V. Durrell. From Nigeria to India to the United Kingdom, we learned the quadratic equation of algebra and first learned it from the book written by C.V. Durrell. But the quadratic equation has been known for more than 2,000 years. The quadratic equation was also known to Euclid, a black African who is the father of geometry. Contrary to popular distortions. Euclid never traveled outside Africa. Euclid wrote that he lived in a predominantly black and African city. There is no primary document that could lead anyone to believe that Euclid is not a black African. Euclid is one of the thousands of African mathematicians that lived in Africa and contributed to mathematical knowledge. African mathematicians made their contributions 
2,300 years ago. 2,000 years ago, the mathematical knowledge in Africa was greater than that in Europe. Africa lost its top ranking as the continent to learn mathematics and lost it a thousand years ago. When my father, Nameka James Emagwale, graduated from Christ King College on Nietzsche, Nigeria, back in 1947, and after studying for six years for the senior Cambridge examinations, he was one of the few people in Igbo land that understood how to solve a small system of equations of algebra. At Christ King College, Onicha, my father's teachers were Irish priests that were trained in Ireland. My father's teacher, algebra teacher, and my grandfather in algebra was an Irish priest named Michael Flanagan, who left Christ King College in 1948 and left to teach in his alma mater, Black Rock College, that was a top-ranked private school in Dublin, Ireland. In some ways, a school like Black Rock College in Dublin, Ireland, might have inspired the founding of Christ King College on Itcha, Nigeria, British West Africa, that was founded in 1933. Black Rock College was the second ranked secondary school in Ireland, and Christ the King College was the Nigerian equivalent of Black Rock College. Before I enrolled at St. George's Grammar School, back in January 1966, my father, Nameka James Emagwale, gave me a head start by teaching me how to solve the quadratic equation of algebra. My father, Nameka, taught me back in 1946 how to solve a, in 1964 how to solve a system of two equations of algebra. In 1946, my father, Nameka, who was my first algebra teacher, had learned how to solve a system of two equations of algebra. In 1946, the frontier of knowledge in algebra was how to use a supercomputer to solve a system of 29 equations of algebra. But in faraway United States, at Aberdeen Proving Ground, in Aberdeen, Maryland, that was just 26 miles outside the birth date, birthplace of my future wife, Dale. The first generation of computational mathematicians were trying to figure out how to program the first programmable supercomputer. They were trying to figure out how to program a supercomputer and program it 
to automatically solve a system of up to 29 equations of algebra. Fast forward two and a half decades to June 20, 1974. I was in 1800 South Campus Way, Covalis, Oregon, United States, where I was programming a supercomputer that was ranked as the world's fastest computer back in 1966. Fast forward another decade and a half to 1989. It made the news headlines that an African supercomputer wizard in the United States had experimentally discovered how to harness an ensemble of 64 binary thousand identical and equidistant central processing units or as many similar computers that are equal distances afar and apart and harness them to perform the world's fastest computations. I, Philip Emagwale, was that African supercomputer scientist that was in the news in 1989. In decade-long laboratory experiments, I experimentally discovered how to program the most massively parallel supercomputer ever built. I experimentally discovered how to use those processors to solve a then unheard of system of 24 million equations of algebra that arose from computational fluid dynamical calculations such as foreseeing otherwise unforeseeable global warming or recovering otherwise unrecoverable oil and gas. That experimental discovery opened the door to solve the most large-scale problems in algebra and solve them across central processing units or computers. Since the fastest computer does not remain the same, how to solve the most computation-intensive problems across the fastest computers may not remain the same. The supercomputer of today is a zillion times faster than the supercomputers of yesteryears. One reason the modern supercomputer is faster by several orders of magnitude is that it is built upon the experimental discovery of parallel processing or processing many things at once instead of processing one thing at a time. Parallel processing was the new frontier that I crossed in 1989 to conquer the large-scale problems of arithmetic and algebra. The reason my mathematical studies and my laboratory experimental discovery of 1989 is the subject of school reports is that it was a pivotal moment for the modern supercomputer. 
That experimental discovery was the moment the modern supercomputer stood apart from the computer. The small-scale algebra that you learned in school was continuously developed from the era of Jesus Christ. The greatest misconception amongst Africans was that algebraic knowledge was fully developed and had always been known to our distant ancestors. The contemporaries of Jesus Christ could not solve a small system of equations of algebra. Mohammed ibn Musa al-Qarizmi of the House of Wisdom of Baghdad is one of the fathers of algebra. Al-Qarizmi is remembered for his 9th century treatise that remained the standard algebra textbook for coming centuries. Despite his genius, Muhammad ibn Musa al-Qarizmi and his contemporaries could not solve a small system of equations of algebra. The algebra textbook of C.V. Durrell that my father and I used at Christ King College on Icha, Nigeria in the early 1940s and early 1970s, respectively, had undergone numerous revisions and updates from the textbooks that the likes of Al-Warizmi wrote over the preceding, preceding millennium. My mathematical quest was to discover new large-scale algebra that was not known to the modern Al-Warizmis or the C.V. Durrell of today. In my small-scale algebra class of 1970 at Christ King College on Icha of post-Biafran War, Nigeria, my teacher, Sylvester Aniga, focused on the numbers and on a system of two equations. Fast forward 20 years after I had left Christ King College on Icha, Nigeria, and I was in the United States. I was at the frontier of knowledge of the most large-scale algebra, namely solving the largest system of equations of algebra and solving it faster and more accurately than anyone before me did. I experimentally discovered how to solve the largest system of equations of algebra and how to solve it across a primordial internet. I invented that internet as my global network of 65,536 central processing units that is de facto a hyperball supercomputer that I visualized in 16-dimensional hyperspace and that I visualized as married together 
by 16 times. 2 to power 16. Short, regular, and bidirectional email wires printed onto circuit boards. To recover oil and gas from the oil fields in Nigeria demands that oil and gas be set in motion. Oil and gas are set in motion by pumping water into the oil and gas field and pumping water to push the oil and gas and push them to nearby oil and gas production wells. Because it's impossible to build a physical model of an oil field, I had to simulate the motions of oil, water, and gas inside and across a production oil field. My accurate simulation of that motion demanded that I experimentally discover how to simultaneously solve a system of 24 million equations of algebra. In 1989, it made the news headlines that an African supercomputer wizard in the United States had experimentally discovered how to solve a world record system of 24 million equations of algebra and how to solve them in parallel or by solving 64 binary thousand sets of systems of equations of algebra and solving them at once instead of solving only one system of equations of algebra at a time or by doing 64 binary thousand things at once instead of doing only one thing at a time. I, Philip M. Aguale, was that African supercomputer scientist that was in the news in 1989. To put my world record supercomputer calculations in the context of the 1980s, a system of 24 million equations of algebra was in that decade too memory intensive and in that decade too computation intensive and for that reason they could not be solved on the fastest supercomputer in the world. That large scale algebraic problem begged to be solved across the 65,536 central processing units that defined and outlined the most massively parallel processing computing machinery that was ever built. I, Philip M. Aguale, was the sole full-time programmer of that massively parallel processing supercomputing machinery. That machinery is the precursor to the modern supercomputer of today. In 1989, it made the news headlines that I experimentally discovered how to harness the millions of central processing units of the modern supercomputer and how to use them to solve the toughest problems in large-scale algebra. 
that discovery was in the June 20, 1990 issue of the Wall Street Journal. That discovery opened the door to large-scale algebra. That discovery of large-scale algebra is my contribution to algebra. I'm Philip Emagwale. Let's keep our conversation on algebra alive at emagwale.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm Philip Emagwale. Insightful and brilliant lecture.